Hello and thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's word today. Right now we are in the series Forgotten. Hope the sermon will be a blessing to you and your family. Hey, we are part of this uh series called Forgotten, right? And uh God has been speaking to us and uh, uh honestly, I've been personally uh, uh, you know enjoying learning and teaching it at the same time and experiencing the work of the Holy Spirit. Forgotten the series is about uh you know the forgotten character of the trinity called uh you know um the uh, holy spirit from the trinity and many people ignore the holy spirit many people you know uh, kind of are afraid of the holy spirit they don't want to talk about the holy spirit or they don't want to experience the holy spirit but once you experience him once you receive him in your life you cannot live without him amen and that has been my experience uh in my life personally week 1 we saw, um we looked at this t- on this title the forgotten god week 2 was the forgotten experience and week 3 was the forgotten power and this morning i want to talk to you on this title the forgotten purpose the forgotten purpose what is the need of the holy spirit and what is the purpose of the holy spirit see matthew chapter 3 verse 11 it says i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he who is coming after me is mightier than i whose sandals i am not worthy to carry he will baptize you with the holy spirit and fire this is john the baptist telling the people that hey i am baptizing you with water but what is going to happen is that the one who is coming after me will baptize you with holy spirit and with fire why does he have to do that everybody unmute your mics and just say why like why can you say it why yes <laughs> that was fun that was fun great some people are like why <laughs> good good why why did the holy spirit have to anoint us baptize us with the holy spirit and with fire i want to talk to you this morning very quickly usually i'll give you three points or four points this morning i am super excited because i'm going to speak on seven points are you all excited with me seven purposes of the holy spirit here's number 1 the very reason why the holy spirit baptizes us and fills us is that the number one purpose is that he convicts us of sin righteousness and of judgment see john 16 8 11 it says when he has come he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me he's talking about jesus of righteousness because i go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged but then even if jesus is gone jesus is not present physically here on earth but he's still alive as a resurrected king as our savior he's still there but he sends the holy spirit because the holy spirit can continue the work on the ministry of jesus christ here on earth he is not going to guilt trip us into sin but rather he's only going to convict us conviction is a realization that i am a sinner and i need the grace of god amen how many of you have gone through that realization in your life conviction that i need help have you ever cried out and said 
sometimes, you know, gone to the presence of God or in prayer and say, Lord, I just need your help. I can't take this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't live in righteousness with my own strength, but I need you. Help me, Jesus. Now, that is the work of the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit convicting you. But when you feel guilty, every time when a human feels guilty from the time of Adam and uh, Eve, you know, when they felt guilty, they were hiding. Right? They were hiding. And this is what we still do. You know, my little daughter Zion, when she is guilty, she'll go and hide. And, and she'll try to play peekaboo with me. Like, okay, I'm like, Zion, where are you? Who did this? What's going on? And she will be hiding. And, but yet I'll hear her voice, I am not here, daddy. And this is pretty much what Adam and Eve did. Like, you know, hiding in, in the Garden of Eden. And, and they were like, uh, we are not here. Because we, we did something wrong and we, did this, we, do, we do the same thing every time sin comes and we allow the guilt to take over, we hide. But what the Holy Spirit does is that He doesn't let you hide, He draws you out. The conviction brings you out, draws you out saying, I need the grace of God. Yes, uh, yes, I have uh, uh, wasted years in my life for the past uh, five years or six years or ten years. I have gone through various things in my life where I was deviated from God, where I did not walk in the purposes of God. But God has probably been patient with you for a very long time. That's the beautiful thing about grace is that grace never forces you into something, but the Holy Spirit always allows you and gives you the time and the grace and is very patient and sooner or later, He brings you into your conviction according to God's Word. Now that is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Don't we all need the Holy Spirit? Come on somebody. I need the Holy Spirit this morning more. Does everybody need it? We all need it. We all need it. We don't know uh, uh, how and how to walk with God. We don't know if we are walking with God. We don't know if the decisions that we are making are right. We don't know when we have deviated and gone away from God. But we need the Holy Spirit to convict us, help us realize, and come to the grace of Jesus. Amen. Somebody say amen. Come on. Number two, He transforms us in the sight of God. He transforms us in the sight of God. And, and I want you to, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down and I want you to underline the word transform. You know, transform. He doesn't convert you into something, but rather He transforms you. Because Holy Spirit is really, He's not really into conversion, but He's into transformation. Con you know, conversion is just flipping you from one thing into another. Whether you have a choice or not, just flipping you from one thing into another. But transformation happens from within you. That, that you are so transformed into the image of God that you don't even realize who you are and the image that you now have in Christ Jesus. You don't even remember how you used to look. You know, if you look at a construction site and if they totally, you know, uh, break it down to ground zero... And then they uh, kind of like, you know, reconstruct the whole thing. And they kind of like, you know, build everything from scratch. And then you go there, 
you don't even remember how it used to look. The place is absolutely transformed. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. He breaks everything down in your life to ground zero and He starts rebuilding you into the shape and the image and into the plans and the purposes that God has for your life. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He transforms us into something that God wants us to be. So that, so that when you look at your life, you don't see you and your plans. You see the plans and the purposes of God. 1 Corinthians 6.11, it says, And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. We are sanctified. We are justified we are washed by the blood of Jesus. Everything by the banner of Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. We need transformation. I need it. Looks like only I need it. If you need it, come on. We all need transformation. We are not here for a conversion experience. We are not this, you know, conversion has just a different version of the previous version, right? I used to be this, now I'm converted, still I have the same things in me, same foundation, same elements in me, it's just 2.0, it's just an upgraded look. That's, what, that's not what Christianity is. I used to be uh, angry, I used to be like this, I used to do this, now I'm a Christian and I have a holy anger, <laughs> I have a Christian anger now. <laughs> now I have a, a Christian version of sin in my life. No, that's not what this is about. This is about transformation. I used to be this way, and I'm not that anymore because I am living under the grace of God and in the image of God. How did it happen? The Holy Spirit. It's the work of the Holy Ghost in your life. Number three, come on everybody, write this down. Number three is, He helps us to remember the Word of God. The third purpose why we need the Holy Spirit is because He helps us to remember God's Word. How many of you are, um, you know, writing online exams? If you're writing online exams, hey, I'm excited. The schools are reopening. Uh, it's back to school week. I don't think the children look too excited. If, you, if you're a family with children, can you bring your children on camera? Let me see how excited they are. Look at the Ribeiro family. Kids, are you all excited to be back at school? Oh yeah, they are. Good, 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 good. You know why? Because they're not really going to school. It's just online. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know, the Holy Spirit remembers us and reminds us about the Word of God. The reason I was asking about school is that I've been watching how these uh, students have been writing exams online. You know, and I see the work of the Holy Spirit as they're doing these online exams. But I'm not sure if it's the work of the Holy Spirit or not. Some work is happening because, you know, as they write they are reminded on the spot of what to write, either directly from the textbook or the answers come in a PDF version and they are just reminded 
with the answers while they are taking the exams. I mean, I, not, I have not even thought about these kind of exams in my day of being a student. I would always pray, Lord, send the rain, uh, let there be floods so that we will not write exam today. Those used to be our prayers. Come on, all the 80s and 90s. Yeah, you're with me, right? You're with me. We used to pray such prayers. Lord, let, let, uh, Lord, let, even after you've written the exams, you pray, Lord, let there be fire in the school so that all my answer sheets will be burned up and they will not, re you know, release my results. Come on, if any, be honest. If you prayed that prayer, come on, put your hand up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I knew it. It's not just me. I knew it. <laughs> We've all prayed such prayers. Nowadays, kids are praying, Lord, thank you. We just say thank you for COVID. We thank you for the chief ministers of the state. We thank you that we are locked in in the house and everything is online. With a grateful heart, with a heart song of praise, I will write my exam. It's all going to be online. They are loving it. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is always with us. Just as how you guys are writing these exams, and on the spot you get reminded of your answers, the Holy Spirit is actually walking with us through the tests, trials, and the exams of life. And the beautiful part is that the Holy Spirit is ready with answers, not outside us, but in us. He's ready with answers. He's ready with solutions. He's ready to give us strength. He's ready to give us peace. He's ready to, you know, help us, strengthen us to go through the challenge. Sometimes it might not even, the answer might not even look like the answer that we wanted. But if you just trust in Jesus, if you just trust in the Holy Spirit and accept what He's saying to you and accept and obey God's Word because the every answer that you need is in the Word of God. Everything that you need for your life, in stress times and in good times and in bad times, during loss, during grief, everything you need is in God's Word and He remembers you. He reminds you through God's Word. John 14, 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you, He will come on, He will teach you all things, guys. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That the Holy, that, that Jesus spoke to us, the promises, the prophecies, everything that God has spoken you over your life, you just can't forget them because it is all reminded by the Holy Spirit. Don't you need the Holy Spirit? Come on, I need, re I need reminding of God's promises every day. I need to be reminded every day that Jesus, my God, is still on the throne and that He is in control and He is absolutely everything for my life. He loves me. He cares for me. His grace is sufficient for me. He is more than enough for me. He is my Alpha. He is my Omega. He is my provider. He is my protector. He is my shelter. And every day I need to be reminded by, about this and through the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, you don't need a tattoo if you got Holy Spirit, just saying. You don't need a tattoo if you want to be re reminded by, about something. Just saying. 
Okay, point number four. He helps us to lead a godly life. The purpose of the Holy Spirit, number four, is that He helps us to lead a godly life. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. We looked at the fruit of the, whole, uh, fruit of the Spirit last week. You know how the fruit of the Spirit is important just as the gift of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit helps us to lead a godly life every day. To lead a life of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, long-suffering. I'm telling you, two years of Corona, Holy Spirit is helping us. It's long-suffering. You know, lockdown is still there and everybody is, you know, going through so much pain, so much chaos is happening across the world. But unless, uh, you know, by the presence of the Holy Spirit and the strength of God, we cannot survive this. It is the fruit of the Spirit. We need kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in our life so that we will all live a godly life. Somebody, if you need the Holy Spirit, come on, lift your hands and say, Jesus, I need the presence of God. I need the Spirit of God to live a godly life every day. Come on, wave your hand, raise your hand. Lord, I pray that every day, Lord, that we will live a godly life. We will live in the fruit of the Spirit, O oh God. Help us to live in your righteousness more in the name of Jesus. Number five, the fifth purpose of the Holy Spirit is that He gives us spiritual gifts for the edification of believers. We looked at this last week as well, that we need the fruit of the Spirit and the gift of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 7, it says, There are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. It is one Spirit, but He gives us different kinds of gifts. There are differences of ministries, but still we have the same Lord. We might be in different kinds of ministry, in different teams and serving in different capacities, but we have the same God. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. All. You know, you could be ministering to kids, you could be ministering to youth, you could be ministering to, uh, you know, elderly people, you could be in healing ministry, prophetic ministry, teaching, preaching, you know, serving the community, helping the poor and the needy, whatever that God has called you to do. You could be in the field of medicine, being an engineer, being a teacher, whoever you are, God has called you, God has anointed you for it, and you are important because all of us are serving the same God. And it says at the end, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Now, this is where we need to be careful, is that the gift of the Spirit is, the, is for the manifestation of God and it's for the profit of all. For the profit of all. In other words, if I've got a spiritual gift in my life, whether it be the gift of healing or a prophecy, it is not for my self-manifestation. It's not to showcase myself that, that I have the Holy Ghost in me and I'm more powerful than, 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 than uh, a Sunday school teacher. That I'm more powerful than a youth minister. No, no, no. It's not for self-manifestation. In fact, it's not for you at all. It's for the profit of the church. 
It's for the profit of the body of Christ so that, so that you die and He will be manifested in and through your life. If you're with me, wave your hand and praise God for that. And if you see anywhere, and I want to teach this to the church. I want to teach this to you guys. If you see anywhere that there is a self-manifested use of God's gift, please walk away from that. Please walk away from that. If it's all about their name, if it's all about them, please walk away from it because it is not the kingdom way. And may the Holy Spirit give you the spirit of discernment to find out what is right and what is not right. Because there are so many things that is going on out there and we need to be careful. He gives us the spiritual gifts for the edification of other believers, for other people. And everybody pray and receive that. Lord, give me a spiritual gift. Lord, I am ready to be used by you, God. I am ready to be used by you. And when you allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through your life, you will see a great thing happening in your life. Number six, He is a guarantee of eternal life with God. All of us talk about eternity, right? We all talk about going into heaven and we all talk about, you know, I want to see Jesus one day face to face. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit working in you, if you don't live in the purposes of the Holy Spirit here on earth as it is in heaven, then you will actually miss heaven if you don't live here on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> That's right. The Holy Spirit enables us to live a godly life because every single small decisions and small steps that you take here takes you into eternal life with God. 2 Corinthians 1, 21, 22, it says, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ, and he has anointed us, is God, who also has sealed us. Now this, this is important. He has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. What is the guarantee? That we will have eternal life with Jesus. Ephesians 1, 13 to 14, it says, in Him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. The dwelling Spirit is the guarantee of a relationship with Christ. The indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit is the guarantee that you have a valid, you know, relationship with Jesus every day. And without a valid, you know, relationship with Jesus every day, you cannot enter into God's kingdom. We can claim about it. We can boast about it. We can say, I will, you know, I will see Jesus one day. But if you are not living a life that is led by the Holy Spirit, that is led by the purposes of the Holy Spirit, then we will miss it. We will miss it. To live with the Holy Spirit. Live in the purposes of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit now in this day and age more than ever. We need the grace of God. We need the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Here's my final point. Here's number seven. Point number seven. He empowers us to be witnesses of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Now, this is very, very, very important. One of the most important purposes of the Holy Spirit is that He empowers us for His mission. He empowers us for His task. You see, John 15, 26, it says, When the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, He will testify of me. Acts 1, 8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. Now, it is on this promise, Acts 1.8, it is on this promise that the church was birthed. Can you imagine a church that does not have the power and the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit? It's like a battery that is run out. The battery is still there, but it has no power or no charge in it. How many of you collect a lot of dead batteries? Nobody? Nobody collects dead batteries? Anybody keeping dead batteries very safe? Oh, we've got a few people. We've got a few people. We need to pray for them. You know, we just think that somehow those batteries will be charged up one day and they will end up working. I know, I know you think that. Right? Nobody collects dead batteries. For some reason, you keep them around. I don't know what you think and why. It doesn't, you know, charge up on its own just because it's not being used. It's, it's dead. It's got no power. And imagine a church that is filled with people claiming that they love God, claiming that they, you know, walk with Jesus, claiming that, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, his name is all great and all powerful, singing beautiful songs, dressing up so beautifully and walking into church every day, giving to God, you know, serving, doing all kinds of things in church. But yet you have not received the Holy Spirit, yet you have not, uh, you know, understood the purpose of the Holy Spirit, and yet you are not baptized by the Holy Spirit. You are not living a life that is godly outside the church. And you have not received the gift of the Holy Spirit and you're not putting the gift of the Holy Spirit to use, to be used by God for others. Then we, imagine that church, we are just a bunch of dead batteries lying around. That's who we are. If we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit in us, if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to empower us, it's a dead church. It's a dead church. It, the truth is this. This is the truth. You can jump up and down. You can have colorful lights. You could dress up so quick, you know, so good. And, and you could claim yourself that you are a church person. But if you are not walking with the Holy Spirit, if you are not filled by the purposes of the Holy Spirit, you know, most of the people, we say, I want to know the will of God, I want to know the will of God, but you don't spend time with the Holy Spirit. How can you know the will of God? You cannot know the will of God. The only way you can know the will of God is through the Word of God. If you can, in fact, if you can walk in God's Word every day, you will not be out of His will. That's how it works. If you can just be in God's Word 
Every decision that you make is according to God's word. You don't let culture, you don't let demands of others, you don't let other things influence you. And every decision you make for your life is based on God's word. Then you are in the will of God. But how can you make those decisions without the work of the Holy Spirit? Because it is the Holy Spirit that helps you discern and reminds you of God's word. And without the work of the Holy Spirit and without the reminder of God's word, how can you claim that you and I are living in the purposes of God? You're not living in the purposes of God. You are living in your own human limited purpose that you have created for yourself. Amen. I'm going to give pause And let this sink in to everybody's heart. Church, this is the sad state today. I don't want this to be the case of King City Church. It doesn't matter how long you can pray or how beautifully you can pray. But if you don't accept the Holy Spirit, if you don't walk with the Holy Spirit, if you're not filled and baptized by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are just a dead battery. We're just a dead battery. And God is not going to use a dead battery to keep his kingdom ticking. He wants us to be charged. He wants us to be empowered. He wants us to be filled. It is not too late, church. It is time to rise up. It is time to receive. It is time to receive. Are you understanding this, church? Are you understanding this? Maybe you are not. Let me explain this to you a bit more clearly. This is, this is a glove. They call it the working glove. People, when they do gardening or whatever, you know, they can use this glove. Now, the reason that they have created this glove, that, is, that this glove is designed, is for work. That's the purpose of this glove. It's for work. Now, this glove is lying here. And this glove is not working. So I'm going to bring this cup of water here. I'm going to put it here. And I'm going to ask the glove, because it's a working glove, right? 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 This is a working glove. The purpose of this glove is is to do some work. So I'm going to tell this glove, pick up the glass of water. Let's watch. Can you zoom in? Pick up this glass of water. The purpose that God has created you, glove, is to work. Pick up this glass of water. Is it doing anything? No. This is what is happening in church. Like, oh, I have, I have, you know, this is what I'm made to be. This is what I am created to be. But you're just there. Nothing is happening. So somebody gets an idea. Oh, if your life needs to get better, if you need to walk in the purposes of God, the Bible says that a man should not be alone, so he needs a helper. So what we are going to do is that we're going to get another glove with this glove. Now he's married. Now you have a companion. Now you have a helper. Oh, marriage fixes everything, right? 
or he, he'll be better once he's married. He will walk in the purpose of God and the prayer and, you know, everything gets better after marriage. If you don't get, up, get better before marriage, you'll only get worse after marriage. If you don't walk with God on your own, you're not going to walk with God with somebody. Because it is not the companion, all the single people, please. If you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit as your companion, and if a physical companion comes into your life, and if you're not walking with God, but you just get married thinking that everything will get better, and you'll walk in the purposes of God, because you're married and that's going to fix it, it's not going to fix it. Now you both are dead. Just lie here. Pick up this couple. Now, you, now there's two gloves. Come on, it should be better. You, need, you, you probably need help. Let me put you here. Come on, let me put you here. Come on. Come on now. Ready? Now. Everybody, pay close attention. These gloves is going to pick up this cup of water. Watch. Nothing is happening. Still dead. But the purpose of this glove is to do some work. Oh, I think, I think I know what the problem is. I think this wonderful, lovely couple needs a life group. That's right. They, if they could get into life group, if they could get into church, if they could get into community with a lot of people around them, then maybe they will fulfill the purpose of God. So what we do? We get more gloves around. We get more friends around in different colors, in different shapes. Come on, everybody. Now let's come together. God's Word says there's a plan and a purpose for your life. Now everybody, let's praise together. Now let everybody, let's put our hands together. Together we can lift this glass of water because that is what God has called to do. There is power, wonder-working power in the name of Jesus. And you sing, you clap. Now everybody gathers around. Let's pick. Let's pick this. Let's, let's do this mission. Nothing happens. Still dead. Still dead. You know why? Because this glove, the purpose of this glove, is not for it to operate on its own. The way it's actually designed is that it will be able to fulfill, fulfill its purpose only Watch this. Only when a living hand uses it. This glove can fulfill its purpose only when a living hand is in it. You and I can fulfill God's purpose only when the living presence of the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Otherwise, we are just dead. 
You can have everything and anything. You can be as rich as you want. You can have anything and everything all of your life. You can have the greatest job in the world. No matter who you are, I do not care. Unless you have the living presence of the Holy Spirit and He comes in you and He fills you completely, not even, not even missing one bit. He fills you completely. And once you're filled by the living presence of the Holy Spirit, then the mission is easy. You can fulfill what God has called you to be. But when you don't walk with God, you slowly loosen yourself. When you don't pray, when you don't worship, it gets a little loose. You lose the presence of God in your life. You lose the living work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And the more and more you distance yourself from God, the more and more flimsy your spiritual life gets. The more and more shaky your life becomes. And slowly, 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 you're far from the living presence and the work of the Holy Spirit and you're just there. You're just there. But it's not happening. Church, there is a call for all of us. Are you, are you like this glove just lying there? thinking that you can do all things. You know, you're still claiming, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But you're not allowing the living presence of God, the living and working presence of the Holy Spirit to come into your life to empower you. This is what happens when you don't allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. See, church, you and I, we are church. Church can only operate with the power of the Holy Spirit when you operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. Church is not, let me make this clear, church is not dependent on the power or the skills or talent of a pastor. No. It's dependent on the work of the Holy Spirit in all of our lives. The pastor is called to be a leader filled by the Spirit to keep giving people the vision and keep reminding them of the Holy Spirit, keep teaching them about Jesus and keep pointing them to Jesus. But we all need to put in the work. We all need to come together. We all need to receive the work, the presence of the Holy Spirit and work and do the mission of God by the living power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. If we don't do that, Whatever that you try to do, it'll just be dead. We can't survive in that. We can't sustain it. Nobody likes anything dead. Eventually, it gets buried or thrown away. And I'm saying to this church, King City Church, I'm saying to everybody here with a great burden in my heart, if you want to survive this life here on earth, not just survive if you want to thrive in the purposes of God, if you want to move forward, if you want to excel, if you want to shine, allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, guys. Allow the presence of God to work in your life. 
Be filled by the power of the Holy Ghost wherever you are. And you will see great things. This is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. It says, And my speech and my preaching, they were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your faith cannot be built on the wisdom of people, but by the power of God. This church will not be built on the wisdom of any leaders or any man, but in the power of God. Everybody who is serving in ministry, can you, just, can you just lift your hands? Everybody who is serving in ministry, whether you are serving in King City Church or anywhere else, that's okay. Can you put your hand up? Can you just put your hand up? Come on, turn on your cameras. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. I want to pray over your life. I don't know, wherever you're serving, whether it be youth ministry, kids ministry, host team, worship team, Whichever ministry, whichever church you are in, whatever you're doing, keep your hand up, folks. Keep your hands up. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. You will not operate on your own wisdom. You will operate by the power of the Holy Spirit. Every ideas, every words that you speak, don't expect people to accept God because of your persuasive words or because of your intelligence, or because of your talent to communicate, or because of your creativity. All those things are great, but beyond that, the power of the Holy Spirit will work in and through your life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May you rely on the power of the Holy Spirit like never before. May you rely on the power of the Holy Ghost like never before. May you show, may you demonstrate the power of the Spirit. May you demonstrate healing to people. May you demonstrate what is the heart of true worship to people. May you demonstrate the power of prayer to people. In the name of Jesus. If you like to support our ministry financially, you can do so by giving an offering at kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. We hope to see you next week with a brand new sermon. God bless.